0: Ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine running, liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour, liftoff on Apollo 11. say L G B everywhere I go L G B what it means I don't know
1: L G B whatever it is L G B Kamala help me please please all righty
2: then L G B that's let's go Brandon right L G B this means let's go Brandon Joe G-B. Sounds like, let's go, Brandon, I
0: guess. L-G-B! Alright, let's go, Brandon. I am Cornelio. Chan! L-G-B! Right wing and left wing. L-G-B! Oh, you know the thing! L-G-B! If you don't sing, get back! L-G-B! And you play black! L-G-B! Let's go, Brandon! LGB! J B. Let's go, Brandon. LGB!
2: J B. Let's go, Brandon. L J B. Isn't that great? Did you enjoy that? Uh, I I I did. That was that was a different intro for the show, but yes, it was good. It's funny. That, I, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff because
1: I found that on um Reddit. on Reddit, and I think I sent it to you. I was like, I want to play this on the show. And uh, and I did, and it's and it's great, and it's funny. Hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> How was everyone's Thanksgiving uh, f- uh, festive festivities? Um, uh, hopefully, you enjoyed time with the families and didn't get into uh, much of discussions of the uh, political things and the covids and the. Um, uh, much talk about the Brandons and whatnot, um, but uh, Jacob, how was your festive, uh, festive, festive, festivus?
2: Well, uh, Harry Doyle here, and I'm, I'm I'm happy to report another successful Turkey Day, um, and it was, it was it was a great day. We had we had lots of great energy and great fun. Energy. uh We 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 went around and said everything that we were thankful for, and I kind of repeated what I said in my sub stack um, when I wrote about what can be thankful for this this year in twenty twenty one. Uh the the rules were what? No family uh no food no, no health. No family, food or health and no Brandon. Yeah no Brandon. <laughs> no lot to say, you know, thankful most of all for Brandon. Can we give <laughs> can we give a Brandon, everybody? Woo, give a Brandon <laughs> Give a big round of applause for our friend Brandon over Brandon.
1: here. Brandon. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a, f- a fun festive uh, time, full of, of lots of good cheer, l- uh, lots of laughter, uh, lots of good food. Uh, it was just, it was great and groovy to get the family back together uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> over a holiday um, uh, break. Even though some of us were not all together on the same day because of uh, scheduling things and work and whatnot, because you and the younger brother had to leave. Thursday nights to come back home to do the old working thing.
2: Yeah, man, you know, well, uh, just, just, just because it's Friday, it doesn't mean the business has to stop. You got to keep the business rolling. Right. got to keep it going.
1: But anyway, so hopefully everyone had a, had a groovy, groovy time. I know we did. Um, but anyway, so, uh, I, the, 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 biggest conversation, I guess everyone was feeling, everyone, everyone could see was the inflation everyone's talking about it because anytime you turn the news on it's like hey inflation's up however X amount of percent it is so they say it's like what 14 percent 10 percent the highest it's been in 30 years um, I believe it's actually much higher than that because uh like the like the CPI it conveniently leaves things out like energy costs and and rents and stuff like that but you know we'll, we'll put that to the side but Everybody's talking about the inflation because everyone's saying that Thanksgiving dinner costs so much more this year than it did last year. And the Black Friday shoppers are like, man, the deals aren't as deals as they were last
2: year. The deals are not quite so much as deals. Um, did so, you go out
1: Black Friday at all? No, go, of course no. not. I don't uh, do the was, Black Friday shopping.
2: Dude, when I mean there was nothing, uh, there was absolutely nothing. Like, So I, I went out <clears> – <throat> to go to target cause like a target had the, the buy two get one free deal on movies, music and books. So I'm like, okay, they got a sale. Usually that means they have a lot of, a lot of stock. Dude, there was nothing there. And, and not that the standpoint of like things were, were like picked clean. The shelves were in normal stock, but they just didn't have anything. They had like 10 books, had like three, three CDs, two vinyls, and then maybe like a half dozen movies. And that was it. That's, not good at all. No, it was terrible, and unless really you were, unless you were going to buy a TV, there was just nothing. Uh, well, worth I
1: feel wild. like the whole TV, like getting a flat screen TV, everyone has one now. Like that's it, what everybody has. So the idea of going out and getting one because you don't have one, it's like, well, I mean, there's you got four in your house now. Yeah. How many more do you need? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, does anybody do people still have the old bubble TVs, the, old the CRTs? Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, I saw, I saw have a plasma. Like 2000. But that's not that's not the question I asked. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's an out of date technology. It's an obsolete right. technology. So
1: I mean, even if you have a TV like yours, it's what eight years old?
2: Oh, it's older than that. It came out 2009.
1: Okay, so you know, almost almost uh, what uh, math ten over ten years old. Um, you know, it is still a flat screen TV. So, do people really need to go out and buy those? But anyway, back to what I was saying about the inflation in the, the 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 prices and you know the thing. Um, you know, you know the thing. The thing. You know, if you don't chant back, you ain't black. Is the song. That's said. right. Um, so, I another thing that was on the topic of conversation in our group was not just the inflated prices for food and whatnot. It was gas prices. And apparently, I was told that there's these people going around putting, I did that picture of Joe Biden pointing at the gas price, saying that he did that. Which,
2: I kind of like that.
1: Which I think is absolutely hilarious. And brilliant. And yeah, it's quite brilliant, even though, but see, this is where I fall into the autistic libertarian thing, is that uh, like they'll they will blame Joe Biden for everything. And then I'm like, uh, well, don't forget Trump, don't forget Bush, don't forget Obama. And it's like, well, yeah, you're technically right. But it just feels so good to blame everything on on the uh, on LGB. Um, but anyway, so I don't know if you saw this or not. But Elizabeth Warren is blaming gas prices on corporate greed.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. So I, I'm. I, I, she wanted she wanted to do an, an investigation. She wanted Congress to look into it or something like that.
1: Yeah, so she goes on the readout with Joy Reid, which is which is insufferable that's,
2: enough. That's as bad as bad as it, I mean. You think that like Maddow's bad that she's Richard the readout yeah yeah so Richard Maddow.
1: yeah it's bad so uh, so I'm not gonna play the video because it's it will cause a projectile vomiting. it causes ear cancer yeah um but anyway so she goes on this sh- uh, the the readout with Joy Reid <coughs> and she's talking about how the prices at the pump have gone up. Why? Because giant oil, oil companies like Chevron and ExxonMobil enjoy doubling their profits. This isn't about inflation. This is about price gouging for these guys, and we need to call them out. So this, this, this is where this does not pass the smell test. It's in, why is it all of a sudden, like this particular moment, that they've all of a sudden said, you know what, we're going to be greedy? Why? Why now? Why? Why this month? The or the month prior? Did every major oil production, every major uh, major gas uh, station uh, come out and say, "You know what? We're going to be greedy." Why? That doesn't make it. It makes no sense, like at all. So there's this great article and at Fee uh, by Brad Plumbu, uh, who uh, who has you know. Is charting all this or he's going through all this, and he says that the, the latest inflation shows a 6.2% year over year increase in consumer prices, the highest level of inflation recorded since 1990. Uh, gas prices are seeing a particular uh, acute spike, roughly 49.6% over last year. So almost half, 50% spike over last year. Uh, uh, suffice it, it is to say, consumers aren't happy with such crushing increases in the cost of essentials over concerns of. Uh, inflation is becoming a, a top political issue. So it's not surprising that politicians like Elizabeth Warren are already twisting themselves in notch trying to uh, deflect b- uh, blame for rising prices, which it's, you know, it's a clever thing. I know you got to pivot and say, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not the inflation's fault. It's something else. Everybody wants to do that. It's kind of fun, but you got to pick a better target than greed because, come on, that's just dumb.
2: Companies want to make money? Well, you can't have that. We
1: can't have people making money out here. Uh, In a recent MSNBC or MSLSD appearance, the uh, progressive senator from Massachusetts argued that gas prices are rising not because of government-fueled inflation, but simply due to corporate greed by oil companies like Chevron and Exxon. Which, okay. um, We know exactly what the oil companies pay attention to, whether it's their main number one profit— she said, if this if this were just ordinary inflation, we might see, we might see prices go up, but prices at the pump have gone up why? Well, let me give you a hint. Chevron,
2: Exxon have doubled their profits. She says it I can already um say it in, that, in my head the way that she said it, she she always would say like, "Let me tell you, it's because they're greedy." Yeah. This isn't about inflation. This is about
1: price gouging for it's these guys. It's about price gouging. Warren continued, uh, we may, we, uh, when we see prices go up, we're all concerned. And the Republicans want to come and and try to hammer on one thing about this economy. But we've got to pay attention to the fact that folks like the oil companies say, this is just an opportunity to make profits and we need to call them out. So let me get this straight. When there's inflation, it affects Everyone, yes, it affects the rich, the poor, the poor more so than the rich because you know they've got more money, and the money they get first uh, before it gets all recycled, before it gets down to the lower classes, it doesn't affect them as much, but it still affects rich, uh, it still affects everyone. So, the idea that they all of a sudden uh, just decide to be, get to become greedy uh, is is ludicrous. The idea that the, the, the people from 2008 during the banking crisis and the housing crisis, their 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 uh, their diagnostic for this whole scenario was well, all the banks all of a sudden got greedy. Well, if we if we take this line of thinking seriously, then we would be in a permanent state of inflation or a depression because everything runs off of greed. I mean, this doesn't pass the spell test, because if if greed causes recessions, if greed causes inflations, then that's that's where we would permanently be for the rest of humanity, for the rest of the we had a market economy. It would never work, according to Elizabeth Warren. But apparently she's never. Maybe she's been hanging out with Bernie too much, or she's never taken a a basic 101 economics course uh, in her life. Because this is so easy to see. And you watching Joy read, the way she's just kind of like bobbing her head. She's got her eyes open real big, just like. She's like, yes. Oh yeah. I, I agree with yeah, you. you, you, you got a point there, Elizabeth. Uh, a uh, Pocahontas. Does,
2: does the whole the whole like bobblehead?
1: Yeah, the Pocahontas thing. So. Warren's attempt to pin blame for rising gas prices on corporate green makes little sense. Uh, Are companies greedy in a sense that they're focused on increasing profits? Well, yeah, because that's not actually a bad thing, if you think about it. But it does not in any way explain the current increase in gas prices that is hurting Americans. Uh, Chevron and Exxon are are no more or less greedy or profit-focused than they were last year. I mean, think about that. No company says, oh, in 2019, you know what? If we're if we're if we break even, whatever it doesn't really matter. No one says that. No major multinational corporation or any breaks sp- even and is like, yes, we did it. Or any small business will say, you know what? I'll be happy if we break even. That's our goal. No, the goal is not to just break even. It's to make money, right? You, you, even if if you even if you work for a company and you run your household, like, well, if we only go into debt ten thousand dollars versus five thousand dollars, we'll call that a win. Of course, nobody would say that.
2: Well, and nobody this, would do that this is a some it, it's it's one of those things where <clears throat> it's so stupid because um even someone like myself who who uh back when gas was like a dollar or whatever it was what this time no back back in early early twenty twenty when gas wasn't so cheap because basically no there was no one traveling so the you know the the barrel of oil flooded on so much I was like you better, I'm like, you guys better enjoy it now because it's, it's, it's not going to last for a long time. And as gas in steadily went up and up and up, I'm like, is anyone surprised that gas is getting more expensive because we're using it more, which means that supply is what? Decreasing. What happens to the price when the supply is it, simple, basic uh, things that people don't understand. And then now, it's basically the demand is back to where it was beforehand. If if you look at flights, which, you know, jet fuel accounts for a lot of um, diesel. Yes. Yes. So diesel and jet fuel account for a lot of the price of of, of oil. Um, if you look at those, we're basically back to where we were as far as the levels of commerce and things moving about. Um, so and it's and then you, you have that on top of. Production problems and inflation. Of course, gas is going to go up in price. Well, see, and of course, companies are going to have to charge more for it to to account for the production loss and to account for the inflation. They're going to have to.
1: Well, see, the the White House is basically having to admit there's a problem, because there for a while, oh, gas price not that big of a deal. inflation, not that big of a deal. Or
2: actually, as they would say, that it's a show of that the economy economy's, the economy's working yeah. and it's and because gas is so much, is a reason why we get to spend more money.
1: Well, Biden had said they're going to tap into the, the uh, oil reserves in America, which is it's like a three-day supply. And a lot of conservatives made a big deal about how uh, the press or the energy secretary didn't know how many barrels of oil a typical American family might use in a day. Whatever. The, the idea, the Biden's idea that you know if we just release these oil reserves, then gas prices will come down well no because first of all that's not enough oil second of all you're not dealing with the real problem here yeah it's the money printing's the problem and people like Elizabeth Warren who even if they release this oil and supposedly that's going to lower prices well then what's the whole thing about the companies trying to make trying to make big profits or whatever um, so if, why is it just oil companies are the ones who all of a sudden became greedy why are we seeing that from? Why shouldn't she saying this about Walmart or even Dollar General, who's having to raise their prices? Did Dollar General just all of a sudden say, you know what? We're gonna screw our customers and raise prices?
2: Hey, we're only charging a dollar for this. You know, if we doubled, we can make double the amount. What of if we money? charge
1: one a dollar twenty-five, dollar twenty-five cents? That'll stick it to them. Yeah. No, nobody does that. This is the this is the fallacy of just bad bad economics, right? A lot of people make a big deal about inflation, how it's not a good thing, which it's not because it's just eroding away the wealth of an economy and of the consumer. The other thing they they hate is deflation, is the fact that if stuff gets cheaper, they see that as a bad thing because, well, if people aren't spending as much money, then they're not spending as much money because things cost less. Therefore, they're not spending as much money because their whole... Uh, economic metric is based on people spending money mm-hmm. when really it should be on savings and production. But to have production, you gotta have savings.
2: Savings and investments. And investments
1: go hand in hand. Yeah. So, so what would be hilarious is if, then if for some reason we hit a deflationary period where everything, the price for everything just drops dramatically, would they be like, oh, we can't have this? We gotta have stuff be more expensive. So, it's like you, you can't win either way with these folks. Um, but I don't know. Hmm, I don't know what else. I, hmm, he talks about OPEC, which you know, whatever. Uh, eh, whatever. Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah. So this, I, I, I saw this on the the television when she when this first happened. And I was like, man, what a stupid thing to say. And then someone asked, well, Joe, what about if um, the reason why uh, prices are going up? everywhere else is because of gas prices and i thought huh because you're gonna have trucks to take stuff to the grocery stores and whatnot all the distribution aspect of it and i thought well that's an interesting thing but but i don't know if you would typically see that over every sector because everything's getting more expensive so that that is an interesting question that i don't necessarily know if i have an answer for um but i don't know so uh yeah and I also see that uh, the Black Friday people. Um, what is this? Come on, computer. Yeah, so the Black Friday people are spending 17% more than they did last year. Do you know that, Jacob?
2: But yeah, there's no inflation. No inflation there.
1: Uh, so the Associated Press reported that shoppers are expected to pay on an average between five and to 17% more for toys, clothing, appliances, TVs, and the purchases for the Black Friday thing compared to they did the, the year prior. Um. Hmm. So, I I don't know how else they can hide behind this. I don't know how else they can. I don't know how much longer they can pretend that this isn't happening, uh, because it is. So the inflation, you know, it's it's like you know they're like, well, even Jerome Powell had to come out and say today that maybe it's time to retire the term transitory, and it's like if, if people were like, well, who who could have seen this coming? I'm like Stevie Wonder could have saw this coming. <laughs> I said Who you... could
0: have
2: saw the inflation coming? No one, Joe.
1: So I mean, you can't you can't just do this like what they can't. You cannot do what they've been doing uh, forever and expect it not to have any repercussions, uh, because even uh, uh, Papa J. Rome came out and said that they're they're gonna uh, probably speed up their tapering of bond buying in the next couple months because they see the economy is so robust and strong, even though we've had the highest inflation than we have had in like 30 years, whatever. But you know. Whatever, what? Whatever you know, whatever. It's not. It's not that big of a deal, right, Jacob?
2: No, it's not that big. It's only your money.
1: It's only. It's only your savings and your, you know, your livelihood that's at stake here. So, speaking of livelihoods, I guess everyone's heard about this new variant that's going around.
0: Omicron.
1: <laughs> so the new variant coming out of South Africa, which Joe Biden had done the the absolute most racist thing you could ever do. Uh, by stopping travel from South Africa, I mean what a, what a jerk that guy is. Racist. Oh wait, didn't he say that about Trump? Wait, am I talking about Trump or am I talking about Biden?
2: Uh, whoever it was, it was it, whoever it was. It was definitely racist. Because
1: didn't they both do the same thing? didn't Biden criticize Donnie for blocking travel from Africa?
2: Yeah, wait. But you, it's not racist whenever whenever we we do it. Right.
1: Most. It's not racist when the trans woman or sorry the trans person. Um, does the actual blocking? Then it's not racist, no, right? No, no. So it's not racist when the uh, the trans um, drone operator drops the bomb on the wedding. That's not. That's not. That's just that's progress. Not a problem. That's
2: just progress, right?
1: So the new variants come out, and of course, there's a there's a lot of propaganda being spun about how this is the deadliest thing ever, or whatever, or that you know this is this is pushing more people to get vaccinated, which with a population of with the, with eighty percent of the population. Already vaccinated, and yet we're still seeing cases increase. Maybe something isn't working. And I watched an interview with with um, the science himself, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, um, uh, talking about the efficacy of the vaccines, and he says, "Well, yeah, we kind of we kind of saw these coming with the vaccines and the and the waning of the of the efficacy coming down the line, because we knew this was going to happen at some point." And it's like that's not what we. Were told sorry sorry doc that's how what we were told but in the same interview uh dr Fauci takes aim Jacob takes oh, aim takes aim d- d- does a banger. raises the ar-15 in the courtroom finger on the trigger gun pointed at the jury loaded loaded with talking points about how uh he is the scientist and about how the theater from uh from um uh Ron's son Rand Paul and Ted Cruz how they're attacking him so I want to play just a just a flavor just a taste of what this megalomaniac has been saying about just himself about himself the things that he's been saying
0: why do you feel so strongly about that about staying on the job when you become I mean you were personally not just rhetorically threatened your security your safety your family how did you deal with that I dealt with it by focusing on what my job is. From the time that I went into medicine to the right now where I am at my age, my job has been totally focused on doing what I can with the talents and the influence I have to make scientific advances to protect the health of the American public. So anybody who spends lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the rand pauls and all that other nonsense that's noise margaret that's noise i know what my job is senator cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted yeah <laughs> I have to
1: he's laugh laughing because he's scared
0: <laughs> i should be prosecuted what happened on january 6th senator oh, oh got, got it, got it there it is, that this is- about making you a scapegoat to deflect of course. from President Trump. Of course. You have to be asleep not to figure that one out. Well, there are a lot of Republican senators uh, taking aim at this. I <clears throat> mean, that's okay. I'm just going to do my job. And I'm going to be saving lives, and they're going to be lying. It seems another Ooh. layer of danger to play politics around matters of life and death. Exactly. Exactly. And to me, that's... that's unbelievably bad because all i want to do is save people's lives i mean anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this so if they get up and criticize science nobody's gonna know what they're talking about but if they get up and really aim their bullets at tony fauci well people could recognize there's a person there so it's easy to criticize but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave.
1: Well, well, I, well, I think you've kind of done that to yourself, Dr. Fauci. I am
0: the science. So isn't
1: it just so noble of him to take all of this weight on his shoulders that I am represent science that i am the science i am the senate
2: i am the science
1: so i now the the the, the thing about the theater from ted cruz well i mean uh, or uh from rand paul well rand paul was just asking some questions and ted cruz are just asking questions about whether or not this this virus leaked from a lab and if you watch the full interview because it's like an hour long and you know uh you know, big discredit to Face the Nation, because not once did they ask uh, a tough question of Fauci. It was all just softball questions, which is to be expected. But, you know, I digress. But anyway, so he's talking about theater. Well, in the, uh, about the the, the the lab leak, and he's he just like, ugh, ugh, don't, c- the lab leak, come on. The lab leak, it's, not what, uh, come on, I'm the science here. It's like, dude, this is a serious question because so many people have said that maybe this, this doesn't look organic. The way that this is spreading, the way that this got started isn't organic. And when fa- and when Rand Paul is asking questions about natural immunity and all this other stuff, and you're still trying to push, you know, pushing jabs into kids, it's like, dude, people have legitimate questions about this. And... I just love the whole part about January sixth, dude. You're a doctor. <laughs> you're you're a scientist. You're not a political scientist. You're a so-called you know uh, scientist that deals with sickness. So you need to leave your political commentary to the wayside because, again, you know nothing about what happened on January 6th. And I can guarantee you, even if you were to spew your nonsense like you have been about the whole COVID thing, it probably would just be Richard or, or Joy Reid talking points anyway because that's probably what you've watched because they, you know, they're so kind to you over there at MSNBC.
2: He'd be like <laughs> – he would come out and say, um, you want to prosecute me? Let's talk about – uh, Bill Cosby, am I right? Bill Cosby, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Way- I kind of feel like
1: that laugh was a nervous laugh.
2: It was like, oh God, what am I doing here? Because there's,
1: I've seen, I've seen these great shirts, and I want to get one. It says, "Fauci lied, people died."
2: <laughs> it's, like, it's true, though. Turn on the old George Bush.
1: Yeah. So this megalomaniac is saying, "Well, if you criticize me, you criticize the science." Um, it, it, I'm sorry, folks, but even if you support the guy. Not one man is the science. Not one guy can bear the weight, can bear the full brunt of the uh, responsibility that is this COVID thing. Because let's say five or six years from now, he turns out that he was wrong, even though we've been saying that since day one. But, you know, whatever. If the people who catch up to this say, find out that he's been wrong about it. Well, I mean, we're going to publicly hang this guy after a fair trial, of course. But like, come on. This is a, this is a little bit much. So I, again, I know I said this a long time ago, but I want, I want to make sure it's called make Fauci irrelevant again, because again, folks, this guy, he, he, it's been shown time and time again where he has lied, changed his story, taken every position possible on this whole coronavirus thing. And here he is saying he is the science. So again. You can't say that sh- that you are the science and then say, well, I just make recommendations.
2: Yeah, that's not how that works.
1: I, I just – I'm a humble civil servant here. You know, worship me. I'm sorry. When when Disney is making specials about how great you are, when there are children's books about how great you are, when every person – when every uh, president – because there's been two now – who will listen to, to every word that comes out of your mouth, you're not just a humble civil servant. You're not just giving advice. no. You're a policymaker. No, you. What you say matters to a lot of people, so you can't on one hand say, "Well, I'm just, I'm just Tony. I happen to work over here. Here's my ideas," and then at the same time say, "Well, I, I am the science." No, it's it's one or the other. It cannot be both.
2: You, you you can't sit there and say, "I'm just an advisor, I'm just a humble scientist," and then at the same time say, "If you question me, you're you're, you're questioning science itself." That's not how that works. No.
1: So. Uh, I I would love to hear – I wish we had somebody here that could counter us because I just thought that would be so much fun. Just to have someone say – well, who would take the opposite side of this, even if someone could play devil's advocate. I don't know. But I would just love to hear the response from someone if we laid that out and heard their response because can you
2: give one? Leave us a comment. Leave us a comment. Send us an email. Can
1: you give a a response to that? Is that even possible? Uh, I mean, I don't think it is. He
2: dug himself so much of a hole with this whole new. This, I wrote something today about about the new variant, and I watched CNBC this morning to see what they were saying because usually they're the, they're the biggest um, um, apologists for whatever the whatever the uh, science community, whatever the the public health officials are saying. But the CDC official stance now is for every U.S. citizen to go get a booster shot if they're eligible. So remember whenever the boosters were just for those that needed it? Right. Just like, you know, the, the amino compromise, the elderly. So they'll come out and say, everyone needs a booster. And then and then they'll have the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer saying, we don't know the efficacy of our current vaccines against this thing. Yeah. But yeah, but, but here you go. B- but here you go. Yeah. Here, here, get your booster. Get your booster. Roll up your sleeve. We don't know if it's effective or not, but, you know, it couldn't really hurt. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, we don't even know the effectiveness, really, of these boosters on a long-term scale yet. But, you know, shut up and just take it again.
1: Well, I mean, after a few months, the this, the FDA has concluded that there are no long-term effects on children. Yeah. Because they know. Because I know. Because I know. And I love the line, well, it's been approved by the FDA. I'm like, yeah, so have a lot of drugs that have end up causing cancer. So just because it was approved by the FDA doesn't
2: mean jack diddly squat. Oh, it's like 60% of all things that are approved eventually have to get so recalled. recalled at some point. So just because it's been approved doesn't mean it's, it's, it's 100% full-proof. Well, see, proof. That, that,
1: that was the thing that I, I criticized or thought you know, a lot of libertarians were getting it wrong. It's like, well, these vaccines have been approved by the FDA. We want to abolish the FDA.
2: Well, who even cares? If they, even if they were, even if that's, they still work, not, that's still not a matter. talking point for me. Yeah. That's still not going to convince me to take this because, I mean, sure, I can say, you know, I, whenever I think that they said these weren't approved, that was just using their logic against them. Not right. saying that we subscribed to it or anything, but the fact that, okay, case in point, um, if I were to say that a doctor prescribed to me ivermectin or some other kind of non-approved, FDA-approved drug, you would bash me for using that because it hasn't been approved. Okay. But then if I were to say, well, you know, this vaccine's not approved either, they are say, oh, well, you know, it's under the emergency use authorization. Yeah. That's the same idea. So is
1: Regeneron and the monoclonal well, antibodies. Well, what I'm saying they... is that... what <laughs> I'd like to ignore that. What I'm
2: saying is that they'll hold one up without a without a full approval, right. but yet demonize the other one. Yeah. Um, Based on... Limited evidence on both on both ends. Precisely, and I'm and I'm, look, I'm not saying that ivermectin is is a cure because I don't, I don't think it is. It's not a cure all. Um, but I think I think it has helped some people, sure. And you know, if so your has doc- the Well, yeah, and if your doctor you know prescribes you for it, who, who am I to say that you should or shouldn't take it? I mean, that that's yeah, that, that's that, that's not my business.
1: So Senator rean Paul <laughs> responded by saying the absolute hubris of someone claiming they. On all caps, represents science, it's astounding and alarming that a public health a bureaucrat would even uh, think to claim such a thing, especially one who has worked so hard to ignore the science of natural immunity. Uh, and then Theodore Cruz, or the, the Zodiac Killer, responded as well, uh, Fauci is an unelected an technocrat who has... Uh, Distorted science and facts in order to exercise authoritarian control over millions of Americans. He lives in a liberal world where his smug eye represents science. Attitude is praised. And then he goes on about the Wuhan lab and stuff like that. But, you know, this guy, who, if you can't see by now, this guy is a megalomaniac, self-absorbed, technocrat, bureaucrat, whatever. Um, Then you probably never will. So,
2: you know, what are you going to do? I don't All know. All right. Man. So, that's the news. Do you hear that that Chris Cuomo is on um permanent leave? Leave, yeah. Suspended indefinitely.
1: Yeah, cuz he was following his brother's accusers or something like that, which again, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but then I the I feel also, like goes
2: without saying. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, yeah. I, guess I guess it doesn't.
1: Um but if you also notice that the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is, is going on right now. Yeah. The problem is it's it's in federal courts, so they don't allow cameras in there, so it's kinda hard to
2: get to understand what's going yeah. on right now.
1: Um, and then also the Kim Potter trial, the lady who shot the guy who, who was shouting taser. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't
2: think I don't think honestly, I don't think that's gonna end well for her.
1: You don't think so? I don't think it's going to. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't. I mean, so we talked about it.
2: that a little bit when it happened. When it happened, I haven't talked um, to it since then. So we, a
1: lot of people who were had one particular point of view, saying that she was in the wrong when it happened, have changed their view into saying, "Well, it was a justified shooting." I don't know. I have to look back into it. I, I don't know enough about it. Um, I know Ricardo Law is doing a uh, live streaming it because it's not a federal case, but that'll be interesting to watch. So, Jacob. Now mm-hmm. that we've done with we've gone through the news and whatnot, yeah, I want to get your reaction to uh, Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports, okay, their top twenty best Christmas movies of all time.
2: Yahoo Sports, yes, they did a Christmas movies. <laughs> yes, yeah. Why? Why? Why?
1: Because I want to get your reaction to
2: it. Oh, good Lord. This is not going to turn out good. Okay. Okay.
1: So, are you ready for this? Oh, my gosh. Sure. All right. So, this is, uh, again, from uh, Yahoo News.
2: All right. Are we going in ascending or, 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 or a descending order?
1: Ascend. Okay. We're going from 20 to 1.
2: 20 to 1. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, wh- whatever that is. All right. So Am I going to cringe? You probably will because I looked through this and there's a couple of movies that I didn't know.
2: Uh, am I going to facepalm and just... <sighs> Run out of this from screaming. You might,
1: you okay. might. But I, I looked through this and there's a few in there that I didn't recognize. I didn't know were Christmas movies.
2: Have I made my opinion on Christmas movies clear? You have. Have I? Did I? Did I come out and say that? Because I know I know I said it about about Christmas music. We but talked not about movies, movies. briefly. Because I I think that Chris, Christmas movies are one of those movies that a film can be objectively bad as a movie, but you still love it because because like it's, it's nostalgic. Um, you know, Elf is not a bad movie. I would say, like, there are some smart jokes in there, and there are some there are some humor okay, that if, I think if will. If we're putting
1: Elf up against a cinematic masterpiece like Citizen Kane no, or The Godfather, it doesn't hold water. I'm not saying
2: uh, well, well, no, there's no what I'm what I'm saying is that there's movies that are objectively bad mm-hmm. on every metric of what makes a movie movie good, but we still watch and enjoy because it's it has some kind of nostalgia behind it, right? Um, and I think that Christmas movies are one of the genre that falls into that category that ev- everyone else doesn't.
1: Okay. You ready to get started?
2: Sure. Number 20. Okay, so whenever I say that it's a bad movie, I'm not saying it's a bad I'm saying it's a, it's a bad film. It, right. You may like it cuz it's a Christmas movie, but it's a bad film. It's not a good movie. Okay. Okay, number 20. Number
1: 20, Arthur Christmas. It came out in 2011.
2: Is that the animated? Hold on.
1: Uh no, I have I think it's a live action.
2: Oh, I know that one. That's I trash. Think, I don't think I've seen that it's movie. It's a trash film. Don't watch it.
1: Okay, I don't think I've seen that one. It's I'm a, gonna be
2: very critical. The underrated
1: least. animated British Gem Center, Santa Claus, nope. Son trash. Arthur. Trash. Yeah, okay. Don't I, watch it. Bad oh, movie. Oh, oh, it's that one. Okay. Yeah, right, bad yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bad I, I, bad movie. Um Jingle Jangle A Christmas Story. What? The entertaining and big hearted fancy musical about a famous toy maker, Forrest Whitaker getting uh his mojo back my, oh and also my yeah
2: you know, my, 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 my mojo also um if i say i haven't seen this movie then it's not worth watching
1: okay so i i've never heard of that one either so we're, um, we're that's a big pass that's what
2: i said about if there's a film that i haven't seen a Christmas film i haven't seen then it's not worth watching so you can just go ahead and just right. assume that it's not good uh, number
1: 19 uh home alone the og yeah 1990 the
2: first one that's a little low Think so yeah i mean i'm I mean, like, a top home t- is that a top 10 yeah it's a home alone i would say home Alone's a, a top 10 christmas movie okay because i think that it it weighs good on the nostalgia factor and it's also like macaulay culkin played a i mean he's it's a good acted film for a right. for a child at that time was
1: the trump cameo in the first
2: one or the second it, one the, the, second the, the trump one. came is in is in is in lost in, as in Los Angeles, new york
1: which i think is hilarious the fact that they edit that part out when trump was yeah became because president.
2: yeah because like they get so triggered the fact that he was oh my god oh my gosh he was a businessman edit the businessman out
1: yeah uh okay so number 18 the ice
2: harvest Uh, again i have no idea
1: all right so it's set in wichita kansas on christmas eve This twisty cool and fun film uh noir cast john john cusack as a mob lawyer who steals two million from his boss randy quaid has issues hightailing out of town because of bad weather that sounds I don't, stupid. I don't
2: like any part of this. Okay, the, the fact that that's above Home Alone is a sin right there. It's got Let's Randy a, Quaid in it. Yeah, but Randy Quaid was only good in uh, Christmas Vacation Hello, boys, and I'm Independence Back! Day. It's yeah. the only films that I really know him from. Okay, those two. Um,
1: number 17, Happiest Season.
2: These are, no one's heard of these movies. The Inclusive
1: and Pleasantly Clever no, Romantic... No, I'm done. Ha- no, 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 no. Keep, keep going. <laughs>
2: Um, if you need to advertise that your film's inclusive, I automatically don't care about okay, it. Okay, number sixteen, The Nightmare Before Christmas. See again, that's a timeless classic. That one's. Good I've it.
1: never watched that movie from beginning. So, to end. so I don't think I've actually ever the, seen
2: Nightmare it. Before Christmas. Is a I know what Cinematic is. O- a wonder because it's all like stop motion. It, it's 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 incredible. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice, but it's it's an incredible. It's it's probably Tim Burton's best film, and it's really. Yeah. yeah. It's a modern classic. That should be that should that's it's at least a top 10. That's so way too low.
1: I I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's not good. But that style, not the stop motion, but the the overall theme of it is just not the my timber, bag.
2: The timber like the very gothic It's timber. not that, that kind of stuff is not
1: my bag. No,
2: it's not mine either, but I can still appreciate yeah, it for being I a beautiful too. film. But I, sometimes, and But a beautiful story Sometimes too.
1: I can't let I can't let my own personal distaste for that style get past the fact that it may or may not be actually be a good movie.
2: Well, that's where you have to separate your preferences. But that's from the hard art. for me with movies. Oh, no. I, so I get that. Okay. I understand uh, that.
1: <laughs> number fifteen. Lethal weapon. What? <laughs> lethal weapon.
2: Is it the it's always sunny in Philadelphia no, it's not, version it's of it's the weapon OG? Five. No. I I had uh, Look, I'm going to plead ignorance. I do not know that was a Christmas film. I didn't know either. Apparently it is.
1: I guess because uh, it happens during the Christmas season like Die Hard but, no, but I Die would...
2: Hard happens like an actual like, Christmas party. It happens, right. It's like the whole the whole point of him being there is for Christmas.
1: But I don't know how you put this one above Home Alone because Home Alone yeah, is no. a Christmas movie.
2: Yeah, I don't – I mean Lethal Open Lethal is a great movie. It's a
1: fantastic movie. But, it's Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. I mean
2: um, – You know, Mel Gibson before he was, you know, like J-Q. hating <laughs> Jewish <laughs> – Before he was hating Jewish people. But um, I – it's probably too high for me. I, I I don't know. But, but then again, if you grade it on a movie, it's a better film than Home Alone. Sure. It's a better film. Yeah. So in this, the context of is a better film, yes. Is it a better Christmas film? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's a better film. So if this is a list of best films that happen to be Christmas movies, I would say, yeah, that's a good placement. So, But it's, if it's a list of Christmas movies and the quality of the film is – you know, it's a negligible compared to how nostalgic and how um, long-standing the uh, tradition of people watching is. I think but see even there. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Standpoint. So, I I, yes. I
1: don't, I, Lethal Weapon's great, but I don't think that's Mel Gibson's best movie. I think his best movie was probably The Patriot or Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Although, I'd probably take The Patriot over Braveheart, but that's just me. All
2: right, what's next?
1: Uh, come on, computer. Uh, let's see. Uh, number 14, Joya Noel. I don't know. Do you want to skip that one? I got it. Got it's about uh, the war drama Snagged an Oscar nomination for Best Foreign Film Explorers, The Victory of Humanity Over Brutality. It's a chronicles of the last story of Christmas during the truce of 1914 in the World War one But if across became a cross, oh, it'd probably be interesting. Might be interesting. Might is it a
2: foreign that. Is it a French film or is it? Uh, it's a foreign language film. I don't know. You don't say what, what country it is? is? Uh-uh,
1: but Diane Kruger was in it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, number 13 one of my f- personal favorites white christmas
2: is it the original
1: the original oh. 1954
2: see see yes again that's that With is too Bing. low well see look that's a the white christmas and a lot of those older real classic black and white ones that have stood the test of time are great it's films it's black and white no i'm saying that from that era when they were in black and white um They're they're great films, and they also have a lot of nostalgia behind them. So I think that those are the few films that check both those boxes of being, Look, that's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great classic. Yeah. Um,
1: So two Bing Cosby musicals utilize the song White Christmas Let's Off uh, 1942's Holiday Inn, which has a cringe-inducing blackface sequence, which, whatever, dude, <laughs> product of its time.
2: Is it really? I haven't seen it in a while. No, no. Uh, um, let's
1: off the 1942 Holiday Holiday Inn, which is a different movie.
2: Oh, uh, say, I was I saying, do white Christmas have a blackface? I don't no. know if white.
1: Girls... All right, number twelve, uh, Gremlins.
2: Yes, a underrated Christmas film. Underrated, criminally underrated. Everyone doesn't understand. That's my favorite Christmas movies. It's I, a don't, good,
1: think, I don't think it deserves to be coming number twelve, of it. though.
2: It's a look. Gr- Maybe not number twelve. Uh, Maybe number twenty. For, for me, I probably place it higher because there's only a couple Christmas movies that I actually like, like and enjoy. Um, but Gremlins is a great film. It's a great yeah. '80s. It's definitely a product of its time. It's
1: a to, It's a. It's a a horror movie that you can tolerate because it's not like, like Chainsaw it's, Massacre it's, or anything it's
2: like a, that. It has elements of comedy into its horror, um, where it's not trying to get you to suspend your disbelief as much because it's it's so I guess over the top. In com- in like there's the one scene when all of the um. Um, some mugwai are watching snow white and they have like, they're eating popcorn. and have like 3d glasses on and stuff because like y- you look at that and you're laughing and mm-hmm. the next moment you're terrified because they start chasing after people. um people. Yeah. So uh, I, I, it's, it's not like super intense and thrilling. It's kind of more laid back, mm-hmm. but no, that's a, that's a, that's a Chris film that I think is lost in the shadows of, I of like diehard for instance. Or Lethal Weapon. The Weapon of these films that are like Christmas films because they happen around the same time. They're not like, you know, spending the holidays um, directly. Right. Uh, but no, Gremlins is good, man. That's a solid, like, 8 out of 10 movie. It's a Gizmo, great film. Gizmo,
1: the original uh, Baby Yoda?
2: G- Look, Gizmo was the OG Baby Yoda. Yeah.
1: Baby Yoda before there was Baby Yoda was Gizmo. I would have to agree with that. Um, number 11, The Shop Around the Corner?
2: <laughs> Look, the fact, that, the fact that that's above gremlins is is like a, is a, look if i would have read this list i would have seen that above gremlins and i would have clicked away because like i don't care about anything up else yeah up top.
1: I'm a, we're gonna skip that one for now it's yahoo sports
2: yeah isn't that, isn't that weird why would yahoo sports maybe they did like christmas sports movies but is there really that many no.
1: <laughs> all right number 10 um a christmas story
2: so that's too low.
1: Too low. That's, that's top, top five. five. Top, top five, Top five, easy. Top
2: five. Christmas story is great.
1: I think everyone knows the cultural relevance around you shoot your eye out and all that. Um, so I think everyone knows of that movie. So I don't need to explain not just, it.
2: Not just that, but I think the film was held up like uh, like no. Uh, obviously, it came out what in the seventies. Eighty three. It, it came out eighty three. So
1: it was kind of a. Th- at the time, it wasn't a very big deal because it got no reviews. The box office was terrible. It wasn't until it came out on VHS... VHS and DVDs. ...that it, 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 yeah. it kind of exploded. It's, one, it became of the, it's a, a,
2: one of the biggest cult movies of all time. Yeah,
1: And it's a fantastic movie because we watch it several times every year. Uh, I absolutely adore the movie because I think it's just great. I love it when he hands in his uh, report and he thinks the teacher's going to give him an A.
2: But I, but I think that there's so many... Uh, um, it's like colloquial things that happen in that film. Like the, the BB gun, like the lamp, the you'll leg. shoot your eye out the lamp, leg, the, like you said, like the red rider, the old man, there's so many elements of that film culturally that Tencil we have on a taken, <laughs> Yeah. That we, the, well, that we have taken, um, these Oh fudge moment. Like everyone knows yeah. these, these, these terms. And then we've taken that from, you know, what it was like the 19, the post world war two yeah. America and taken that over, um, to, to modern day and so many references that we understand from that film and the fact that it that really no one saw it in theaters everyone saw it on can't, vhs i just and... can't
1: wait to have a family of my own <laughs> i can say everyone go upstairs get dressed we're going out
2: <laughs> but yeah no uh, um it's not only a great film it's a perfect holiday movie um because i don't think it's just overly sappy hey about like I've always said Christmas movies and Christmas music is just it's so overly sappy it doesn't allow for any other type of um um emotions or themes to to play out like there's all kinds of of themes well, that go on I, in I, that. I
1: will say the holidays are already stressful enough so why do we need to bring up any uh, bad notions no no
2: I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying that being sappy and happy is a bad thing I'm just saying that when that's everything that it is, Whenever not everybody has a happy or sappy um, Christmas or, or holiday, so I think that there's it's just being creatively lazy in my opinion. Okay, okay, but no, Christmas story is definitely a top five that should not be number right. ten.
1: Right, uh, number nine, A Christmas Carol, the original 1951. Six. Um
2: I, I can say that I never straight
1: out of the George uh, Charles Dickens classic.
2: So I do know of this film. I've never seen it though, but I do know it and I and I know that it's fantastic. Yeah. I know that it's a good one. Yeah,
1: okay. Number eight. Uh, the Apartment. I, I didn't know this was a Christmas movie. Is that
2: another inclusive movie? <laughs> no, it's nineteen
1: sixty. So it's
2: definitely not inclusive. So it's I've
1: exclusive. I haven't, I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. We're gonna move on. Number seven die hard
2: yeah that's, i mean that's not that's not a bad placement i would say number seven
1: uh, i think i don't think it's a top 10
2: uh, i think the top 10 you think it's a great look? okay die hard it's not you cannot put it over a christmas story no no no, no i'm not saying but look we already established that a christmas story is a top five so we already put it above right, this right okay, okay die hard is a great film it, it's 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 one of those. There's a there's a top S tier of action films that have came out over the course of this uh, of 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 the human race, and that's definitely in the the S tier. That's up there with you know Terminator Two and Commando and Predator and all these other great and First Blood. All these top tier top tier film. It also has probably you can make an argument for one of the best villains ever, ever in a movie ever, and the the countless. References from this film, and you—you you, yeah, I mean, th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a it's a great film, and it's a, I don't don't quote me, but it might be the film that put Bruce Willis on the map. I don't know if it was. I think he did something else before. Die it Hard definitely made him popular, but it's his most popular film. Yeah, and Bruce Willis again, one of the greatest action stars ever. Uh, I
1: mean, if I had to pick three people to come rescue me, it's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando. Doi. It's going to be John Wick. Yeah. And it's going to be John McClane.
2: The three Johns. The three Johns. Yep. Yeah. John Matrix. What else do you need? John
1: Wick and John McClane. I'd agree. All right. Number seven. Not bad placing, number seven. All right. So. You are gonna flip out on this one, number six. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
2: The uh, I, I don't. Uh, the 1989 else, classic. Everything else above is irrelevant. Clark, this is the w. best Look, Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. This is not up for dispute. This is an objective fact, and I will go to the grave on this one. I will. I will fight anybody. Fist fist combat. No, no, right. even better thriller style. We had like two knives, and then you, and then you like belt. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about from a from a thriller. No, not thriller. Um, um, what's the Michael Jackson? Uh, Holy Beat It. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Whenever I guess. they so in, 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 in Michael Jackson's Beat It, they they handcuff. Two guys together, and and then they tape their legs together, and they have knives, and they have to fight. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I will do that to somebody. All right, so over this film.
1: Okay, so we we all know we we, we are pretty it's, pretty biased. It's
2: Chevy Chase at his pinnacle in the series that made him the the cultural icon that he is it wasn't Saturday Night Live no I'm saying that this is the film series everybody knows him from yeah, it, is true. this film series it's from the original vacation it's from the European vacation not Vegas but because <laughs> we don't talk about Vegas vacation but look Christmas vacation is is right on par with European without European with with the with the original vacation which is one of the greatest 80s comedies uh, Ever, it's 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 so great, and this film is everything that you loved about the original vacation, just put in the month of December, and that's all you need to know, right. and it's the best.
1: Okay, I I can't say I disagree. Okay, uh, number five, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street.
2: Okay, I mean like I can understand their their point of putting this one above Christmas Vacation. Again, another one of these classics that. Um, If it wasn't a Christmas film, it would still be regarded as as a good movie um, because it's just classic. I mean, you can't argue with that one.
1: Uh, Number four, (laughs) Love Actually.
2: Who made this list? Did a <laughs> did a woman make this list? No, was,
1: I think it was a guy.
2: There's no way a guy put Love Actually above Christmas Vacation.
1: Should we just skip it?
2: Or Die Hard? What guy puts Love Actually above Die Hard?
1: Now this one, number three, I have a big problem with. What? They put Elf as number three. Elf is I, definitely. I can understand it. It's I, definitely a top five, it. but I, it is number five. I
2: get Elf. Yes. Because Elf, I would say.
1: It's more culturally relevant. I think.
2: I think Elf is the most culturally relevant Christmas film,
1: more so than uh, Vacation.
2: Well, yeah, no, I'd agree with yeah. that. But and I more th-
1: so than uh, Christmas Story.
2: Yes. So I think that Elf honestly is the most culturally relevant Christmas movie ever. Right now, I would say just at, at any point right. of its time, I think it's just everybody's seen it. Everybody, I mean, unless you just hate the childish nature of will ferrell in that film which i i I can understand you getting really tired of the way that will ferrell projects buddy the elf in that movie i can understand that um but he he plays that character just perfectly i don't think anybody could have played buddy the elf uh more immaculately than than um than will ferrell which on that mark alone and the fact that that film is Wait, 2003. that film was two thousand three. It's coming up on twenty years old, and it doesn't. I mean, maybe besides some of the it's te- timeless, maybe, maybe besides some some of the TVs in that film. You know, I think that towards the end they they're all watching TV and they're all, they're all on the old CRTs. I think besides that, it really holds up very well. well.
1: Given the fact that um, A Christmas Story was even though it came out in the eighties, it was set back in the forties or the early fifties, it still is has a timeless feel to it. The same way with vacation. It still has a timeless feel to it because everybody can relate to Clark W. Griswold's predicament that he's in. Mm -hmm. He wants to have the whole family over, but yet his family is full of wackos. Yeah. Particularly cousin Eddie. But I
2: think that Christmas story, especially being a product of his time, uh, because it did come out in the eighties, that every adult man who went to see that film or who watched it can relate can it. relate to being a young boy at the end of world war ii having those same um um wants for for christmas in a rifle i, right. I, I think that that was something that who and may then have they had passed had... and then people from that generation passed it on to the next right. generation who may
1: have had an annoying little brother like randy
2: yes well well we all have one ours name is johnny
1: yeah all right so a number two which this has become one of my more favorite um, movies, Uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. He calls it the Citizen Kane of Christmas films.
2: Because because it honestly, it 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 probably is. is. Yeah.
1: I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about because it is a wonderful Christmas film. When did that come out? Uh, 46.
2: Yeah? I mean, that's 70 almost. What, close to 70? Yeah. No, it's older than that. 46 do
1: the math yeah 21 minus 46. yeah
2: man that's a that's a classic it's wonderful life now' What's I'm gonna, number one I'm
1: gonna say this and I and I and am I gonna flip this table no I don't think so because the because the person who plays the character it's Scrooged the 1988 version of Scrooged
2: by Bill Murray by
1: played by Bill Murray
2: you know I'm gonna play the ignorance I have not seen this film
1: okay I've seen I haven't seen all the way through is, I've seen about is that number it. one yeah that's number one
2: okay I look, I've seen it once, but like it was passing by and I don't have enough to form an opinion on this one but um I've only heard good things about it I've only everyone who's seen it and who's told me about it says they've only given me positive things so I'm gonna go off of that because it's but number it's Bill one Murray
1: it's Bill Murray in his probably his best decade the 80s because that's when all his best movies came out really. Um, so it's, it's him at his best in a, in the, in the, the story, the story of a Christmas carol, because it's Scrooge and everything. Um, but I, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I, I can see where it would be one of the better ones. Now, is it a, is it a number one? No.
2: I, I don't know if it's a number one, dude. I, but I, I definitely don't. think it's a
1: top 10.
2: If I see it in the film, which, you know, it, it'll, it'll come on TV and I'll, and I'll tape it or something. We should watch it. I'll I'll tivo. It. Remember that? Remember when he tivoed something? Yeah, I'll tivo it. I'll, tivo it. Um, I'll watch it, and uh, you know I'll probably like it because I mean I love basically anything that Bill Murray does. I I typically enjoy, uh, but I don't know if I mean I don't know if it'll knock out Christmas Vacation and everything else that I said positively. I mean these are uh, these are films that are not only good, uh, objectively speaking, they're, they're good films. If you want to be honest with yourself, but I think they're good Christmas films, and they lent that sort of nostalgia factor that we all search for, which is why I think that's what makes Elf so special. Is because it's the most re- like Christmas films that come out now. Usually are they're usually are hit trash. They're, they're trash, but they don't have the staying power.
1: It seems like for every every year, there's a handful of Christmas movies that comes out, and they all flop. Like they all do terribly. Or one will rise to the surface, and that's the Christmas movie for the next four or five years. But,
2: but like, okay, do you have an example? Because, I look, I'm going to be honest. There's no Christmas film that came out since Elf that has had that's, the that's, staying that's power. That's my point. No, I'm saying that, like, they're forgotten about. They're, they're, no one cares anymore. That's why I think Elf is so important and so incredible is because it did come out. Just like any other Christmas film, like you can, like what are these other ones? Like the Four Christmas one with the Vince Vaughn and whoever, like it's a trash film. Christmas with the Cranks, trash film. These are all these modern day Christmas films that have come out that are all trash. Like
1: well, okay, like the like the Santa Claus series, right? They should have stopped with the, the first, first
2: one. one. Yeah, but the, see the the first one came out before Elf, right? And the second one was way not as good, and the third one is complete trash. Even though I love Martin Short to death. It's just it's not a. It's a trash film.
1: Yeah, I have. I'd have to agree. So, any honorable mentions that you can think of, because the author doesn't give that it. are not on this list.
2: Yeah. Um, honorable mentions for the,
1: I'd say the original Santa Claus.
2: Yeah, the OG Santa Claus. It's a good film. I wouldn't say it's great. I would say it's top twenty, not top ten. Um, but I would say I would say it's good. Um, there was something. Was another one I was gonna
1: so I looked at a couple different lists and they have put up uh movies like planes, trains, and automobiles. The Great would oh, trading
2: places, trading, Place trading Th- places, trading places is one. another good it's it's a good film. It's a great, I mean, a great story. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Um, the trading places, I give them planes, trains, and automobiles, another because good that, one that
1: has the Candyman. Candyman and um, Steve Martin, Steve Martin. So,
2: anything I'm trying to think of anything else that comes to the top of my head. I was say, say so I was thinking of Trading Places but I was thinking. Yeah. Um
1: I can't think of anything else that those other lists were saying. Um hmm. You know, I haven't watched Trading Places in a while. I need to dude, watch that. It, it, it's a good one. The frozen orange juice concert.
2: The audio cut out there, so we are <laughs> back. You're talking about the Trading Places, frozen orange juice concentrate. Uh, I
1: forgot because we, I think we talked for a few minutes after that. Um,
2: I look up and the audacity, uh, has has died.
1: So while, while I was talking about that, Jacob pulled up a an a, a tier list of Christmas movies, and uh, they in the scroll down a little bit. So in the not watched category, they've got Trading Places. Um, that's the only. That's the only one that's mentioned. So he's got that one as never watched, which again, you cannot be making these kinds of lists if you've not actually seen the movie. But in the trash category, he put, um, I can't. It's too so far away from me. I can't see. Um, yeah. Okay, the Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't think it's trash. I think it's actually quite good. But in the horrible category. Um, he has <laughs> Die, hard. Die Hard, And, and Miracle
2: on 34th Street, and
1: It's a Wonderful Life,
2: and Scrooge.
1: So yeah, this uh, guy's not very bright. Wrong,
2: but wrong uh, it's so wrong. But in the bad category,
1: he has Vacation,
2: which this, he has Vacation in Santa Claus Two, and Santa Claus Three, and the same. He's putting those in the same part. Sir, your list is wrong. It's all wrong. You're wrong.
1: So then, in the good category, he has the original um, Frosty the Snowman, uh, Christmas Story, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, I mean, see, I mean, like, really I can largely agree with that. We haven't but. really mentioned the uh, a lot of the animated classics,
2: the claymation classics. Yeah, I would say uh, the Santa Claus is the best one. Rudolph's second, only because I haven't I haven't seen Rudolph that many times. It's kind of I don't. I mean, I think it's it's a modern classic and not modern classic but it's held a up, classic classic tell up very very well um and then as far as the uh, animated ones I would say that Frosty the Snowman is pretty good um Charlie Brown Christmas is again another classic we gotta stop pretending that the Jim Carrey Grinch movies are good just can we please stop it's not good we we all know this I don't know can we stop pretending that this is a good film if you like it for the nostalgia factor factor fine because uh, there's many films that I like that are not good films, and I'll be the first to to object to that. But I still love them. Um, but I'll, but I'll but I'll never go around and say, oh, well, the scouts a great movie. Everyone should go. It's an objectively good film. Yeah. Um, I so, would never say that. but also in the
1: bad category he has Gremlins. So is he saying it's a bad Christmas movie, or is it just a bad movie? He, because that can be taken more than this, one way.
2: This dude might be going on just Christmas movies in general because he has Gremlins and bad, and then he's got Die Hard and horrible. So I think he's just going off of what's Christmas a good movies, Christmas movie. Maybe yeah.
1: Then in great he has uh, Home Alone two, the original Santa Claus, uh, the original animated Grinch, Charlie Brown's Christmas. I can't see the other one. And Polar the, Express. And then the Polar Express. What's the other one?
2: What this one? Yeah. That's the that's the that's the Jim Carrey. Grinch. Oh okay.
1: We all said that was garbage. You made a point about the Polar Express that was great until it we got a, cut off. It has
2: look. Polar Express is not held up as far as visually. Uh, I think it's one of the creepier animated. I, I put it on par with like the original Toy Story uh, human and um, oh, yeah. character models. If you remember, remember looking at Sid. Uh, well, no, it's like nightmare a, fuel. It's
1: like in the simulator and a Monster Inc., The simulator kid. You have you seen the memes yeah. from that? It's creepy as all get out.
2: That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but I think that Polar Express is is it offers a very unique Christmas story, which I do appreciate because a lot of these films are very very, very like sort of redundant. Uh, as far as the overall plot behind them, uh, you know, predicament on Christmas. But I think this one offers kind of its own unique thing. Um, and it's creepy at times. Like the whole puppet, yeah. the whole broken puppet uh, car is weird. And still don't know what was, I still to this, this day don't know what the heck is going on in there. And Tom Hanks, of course, is fantastic as the conductor of that. But man, uh, some of the, some of the. Character models. Of some of the kids are just—they've not aged the best, and it's really not that old of a film. I think it came out 2005. I want to say like 2005. The Polar,
1: The it's Polar Express. 2004. 2004. So I
2: mean, it's really not that old of a film. Um, but it has not because like keep keep in mind though that Toy Story 2 came out in 1999, and those character models look way better human-wise. Maybe it
1: was just a low production quality. Is what it was.
2: I guess, but think of all the animated films that came up before this. I Think Shrek Maybe came it's just out. Maybe a low of... budget. I don't think it was low budget, dude. One hundred sixty-five million dollars is that low what? budget? It's not, that's not, it's
1: not that low budget.
2: No, I, I just think For a they just never. Two thousand four
1: film. That's pretty good.
2: Oh, Robert Zemeckis made this.
1: Maybe that was just the style.
2: What to be as creepy as possible? Well, no,
1: I don't. Maybe that was just the
2: Robert Zemeckis made this. That's the guy who made um, Back to the Future.
1: Go hit movies real quick.
2: Where this right yeah, here? Yeah,
1: hit movies. He's seen what movies he's made.
2: Yeah, he's made Back to the Future, Forrest Gump. Gump,
1: Castaway.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know this. Yeah, Zemeckis has made flights? a bunch of films. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, he's made a bunch of films.
1: Contact. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love that yeah,
2: movie. dude, Robert Zemeckis is good. The, he's made a lot o- of good films. The
1: uh, the two thousand five King Kong.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good film. Um.
1: Uh, go back to that tier list real quick. Uh, and then, then in the legendary category, it's the original Home Alone and Elf,
2: which I I could I could understand it. I I, I, can, I could it see too. it. Not that I agree, but I can understand it. See,
1: we were always when we think of a Christmas movie, what we'll, we we'll always sat down to watch it was either Elf, Vacation, or a Christmas Ma- Story. A Christmas Story. We Home Alone just wasn't a big deal in our house as it may have been in other people's houses. Not to say it's a bad movie or it isn't good. That's just not what we gravitated towards because our father is a huge, huge Chevy Chase fan. Huge. Like loves Chevy Chase, the old SNL skits, the uh, all the all the vacations, loves them, uh, and so that's kind of where we wound up being, uh, as well. So, I don't know, but you know, so so next time because we we won't have another episode until what.
2: Yeah, um, I was getting ready to talk about that. So I think this is going to be it for at least – let me pull the calendar up here.
1: Consult the calendar, shall we?
2: So we're going to be gone all of next week, and then we'll be back on that the 13th – December 13th, we'll be back. And then we'll do two episodes that week, one the week of Christmas, and then we'll do probably one or two the week after. So, I'm going to try to pepper in some stuff in between then. If you're not subscribed to the Substack, my Substack, libertyoverdrive.substack.com. I'm writing there, trying to do something every single day. Just whatever I read and, and then the news or just things that are going on in my life. Um, I'm just posting stuff there. I'm going to start doing some more music stuff at some point. Um, just, I have a big collection of vinyl and I'm just going to be doing updates on it kind of whatever whatever new record i buy i'll just talk about it briefly about reason why i got this and what exactly i got as well um, cuz i think it's cool to you know preserve and hold on to music and remember art that way um but i would love to do a live stream if i can get the internet to work man uh that'd be cool cuz i i just i just i just dropped too many frames to do a reliable live stream yeah uh, i'm over here looking like mr roboto the whole time <laughs> Like you can hear me, but I'm sitting here just going at like one frame a uh, second. But yeah, so we're we're gonna have this is the last episode until we get back from Florida. Get get on the substack, and then we'll do some stuff uh, over Christmas. I know Christmas summer might be kind of light just because of the holidays and everything, which is which is understandable. Um, but yeah, so and I think maybe
1: next time we'll do uh we'll we'll make a tier list you and I of Christmas songs
2: christmas look it's gonna be a lot of give you a lot of trash man it's gonna be a lot in that (laughs) trash category uh not to say that i i have this vendetta against chris 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 christmas music but you know as i said i don't go seeking out for it like my new job that's where they're we do change over to christmas music after thanksgiving and i think i've heard every single song about seven or eight times now and uh (laughs) Yeah, I I've heard Jingle Bell Rock. I don't know how many times now, which uh I think I think didn't Chuck Berry do a Jingle Bell Rock, I want to say. Run Rudolph. Yes, he did a Run Run Rudolph, but didn't
1: Chuck He may, he probably did. I know I the Hollinoz did one.
2: Ho- Hollinoz did a Jingle Bell Rock? Yeah.
1: That's actually a pretty good one.
2: But see, that's my other thing with Christmas music is that the original, there's like there's just like no Okay, no, he didn't. He just did run one Um, there's just no original Christmas music. It's it's ev- everyone's like, Have you heard the new Michael Blue Blay Christmas song? I'm like, Is it a cover? Well yeah, then I don't really care. <laughs> if he didn't write anything that's original and new that brings something new to the genre of Christmas music that doesn't have freaking sleigh bells in every ten uh, bars, then um then I'll then I'll take a listen. Which is why I love my favorite Christmas song so much, Prince's, because it's an actual original Christmas song.
1: Would Would uh, Would Last Christmas by Wham fall in that category of original?
2: Yeah, it's it, it's in a. I'm talking even about even though it's
1: probably one of the most universally hated
2: songs. I actually kind of like Last. Christmas. I don't see.
1: I, see, I it's I'm indifferent to. it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. If it's on, I'll it's listen to of it. It's
2: one of the okay. I have a positive outlook on that song. <laughs> I don't really like it. It's not negative, but it's it's not not negative. No, a lot of Christmas songs I am indifferent to. There's some that I hate. Uh, Christmas Shoes uh, is a song that I have uh, that I despise greatly just because
1: I see. I like no
2: song, no piece of art you should write to ever be that sad and that depressing. (laughs) Like, you listen to it, you're like, man. Gosh, my heart. I'm just like, w- w- See, I prefer- I don't want to feel that way when I listen to a music. See, I prefer
1: my version of that song, Christmas Smokes.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> when the mom's asking for a box of marble reds, isn't her deathbed? Gosh, <laughs> that's so bad. They're just her style. Nothing, no, no better way to say Merry Christmas than a box of marble reds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if that offended you, you clicked on the wrong podcast.
1: Oh, you and I had a whole thing worked out where we changed the lyrics around to Christmas smokes yeah, <laughs> of Christmas, was,
2: Christmas shoes. That was a, that was a that was a song, all right. It's a... it, it is a song yeah. that has words and it, the the notes go up and down. But yeah, I, I I just I I don't Christmas. I think that a lot of Christmas art, music, and movies just get passed as being good because we have nostalgia about them without them actually being good, which nothing wrong with nothing wrong with, with nostalgia nothing passing off as thing that you like because you find it nostalgic. But I think it's just universally accepted that way. Uh, Whenever someone's like, have you heard the new Jingle Bells song? Like, and it's it's just the new... It's just like Mariah Carey sings Jingle Bells. I'm like, wow, I don't care. I can listen to the original if I really wanted to listen to it. I would listen to Bing Crosby's version if I really wanted to listen to the original. Which, unless it's the original thing, I, I most of the time I really just do not care about it. Do you feel that way?
1: Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Um. See, I... I I know we've mentioned this before, but I just gravitate towards the older uh, Christmas songs because uh, my I, I my life will be my life will go on. Uh, what's that song? Um, my heart my heart will go on. Whether or not I hear Mariah Carey's anything written by Mariah Carey during Christmas, that's well, not
2: Mariah Carey. That's um, my heart will go on is okay. Did Celine you not Dion?
1: Did you not listen to anything I, that I just said?
2: Yeah, but can go ahead and continue.
1: Thank you. Um, but and the same goes for uh, the same goes for Michael Bubble. Uh, I, I think Michael Bubble does a great job bringing back that kind of uh big band swing, if you will. But a lot of it's just very forgettable. Um, and so I just gravitates towards the older, like Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. You know, those that style of then, Christmas music, the
2: nostalgia. That's what I am talking about, right?
1: So. Maybe you have a point. Maybe you don't.
2: My thing is that there's just nothing. The only thing that's new is a cover of the old.
1: That's profound. <laughs> Think about that for a second.
2: That's what I'm saying about Christmas music. And most, and for the, for the most part, I mean, Christmas films outside of what? What on this tier list is universally beloved other than Elf that is post the year 2000? Maybe Polar Express, maybe Polar Express. Other than that, is there any from the last twenty years? I mean, you could say "Night Before Christmas" is pretty beloved, but I wouldn't say it has the cultural relevance as, as Elf does, where it's as quotable. Right. Like I don't even know a lot of the quotes from uh, "Night Before don't, Christmas." Are there any? Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. I don't think I don't think it's as culturally beloved as Elf is. Name me a Christmas song in the last twenty years. Yeah, you can't.
1: That's not been a cover, at least. That's not, that's not
2: been a cover, and it's not like have you heard the new Christmas song? Oh, is it a cover? Then this it this not a new Christmas song. Right. Just because Michael Bublé sings sings Jingle Bell Rock that this that, that is not a new song. at make. I
1: I, it. I I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I guess right. that's
2: my that's my that's my plight. Your working thesis. That's my working thesis and my plight. Um, on christmas music and of course someone will call me a grinch and heartless and well, that's perfectly fine um you know that that's fine that, that you can have that opinion but uh that doesn't make it right and anyway, i'll still love you because of it so
1: thanks for listening everybody we'll be back uh who knows when we don't um with another installment of the Stanley brothers show Uh, It'll probably be a little news light because we're getting that time of year. And, you know, I had to reach deep for this for today's show because not a whole lot's going on right now. Um, But uh, but Anyway.
2: Check out, uh, the sub stack. check out the Substack. Check out the uh, Twitter. If you want to see nothing on the Twitter, you can check out on Twitter. Oh, if you, you know,
1: noticed on the last episode, I took away our Twitter handles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we you know, don't
2: use them. You can keep them up there, why? and if you just well, if someone wants to read back on what I've said, they can they can keep it up. That's why. That's why I, oh, I didn't. So they like
1: can see my poor spelling and poor grammar. When I'm trying just, to type one-handed, what,
2: what they, whenever they read that, they know that you wrote it. You, you get what you're cause, for because because when you get a whole paragraph and it's all perfectly typed, you are like, mm, Joe didn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote the? No, Joe didn't. He's write been hacked. It. He's been hacked. <laughs> How do you know he's been hacked? My brother's penmanship and not penmanship. His grammar his and grammar and spelling, is, spelling is correct. He's definitely been hacked.
1: <laughs> Those Russian trolls. Um.
2: No, um get subscribed to the sub stack that's where I'm writing everything now. Uh you you, you get an email every time I, I send something out. Um the Liberty Overdrive Live or LOL is what I'm trying to get okay. this off the ground <laughs> I'm trying to get it as as lull so um <laughs> That way someone can be like, hey, did you see the lull last week? <laughs> um, come come, hang out and we'll, so and we'll lull together. Um, but no, Liberty Overdrive Live, um, once I get some better internet, that's going to be up and running. And if I can get – if I have enough hotspot data, I can always do that as well. But, Dude, um,
1: did you check out LOL? <laughs> what,
2: LOL? LOL LOL, more like – Liberty Overdrive Drive Live, more like laugh out loud. Well, that's because it's so bad.
1: It's gonna be a laugh out loud.
2: Anyway. And then you can shoot the show an email, the standing brothers show at gmail.com. Check out the website, t shirts all that kind I'll of me. crap.
1: Alright, thanks for listening. We'll be back Good soon. Thing, Bye. Uh <laughs> Tranquility
0: We got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.